ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. Hey, everybody. Uh, excited about the podcast. We're spending a few days at the ESPNW Summit. It's day one, and the summit has been just amazing. But more amazing is my next guest. Um, she is really badass. You can follow her on all social as Badass Bose, and she's really a wonderful woman. Her name is Bozema St. John. Uh, she is uh, a marketing guru. She's worked in so many different fields uh, in terms of behind the scenes, in front of the camera. She makes happen. I guess I can't. Can I curse? I, I, well, look, I did. I just cursed. So whatever. Uh, but the thing about, what, about Bose that I love the most is um, her genuine ability to be her authentic self. It is so hard in this day and age as a woman, not even just as a black woman, but as a woman to come to work and be your authentic self because you're afraid of being judged. You're afraid of people knowing too much about you. You're afraid of who you may offend or insult. And I don't believe that is that ever comes into her mind. She just comes to work and she is herself. Um, and she is a force to be reckoned with. And she has such an amazing story. But here's the beautiful part of this story. No matter how great she is, no matter how lauded she is, no matter how many promotions and titles, she's just like us. Hard. Sit back, relax, enjoy this message on Be Honest. You don't know that voice. Do you know that voice? <laughs> they may not know the voice. It's Beyonce. No, I'm kidding. She, no, could be <laughs> The Beyonce. other queen. The <laughs> other queen. The other tell queen. Um, you guys know Bozema St. John. I'm going to tell you why you know her. Um, she is, and I know all of my listeners are huge on social media. Whenever I post something about you or I like something about you, like, oh, she's my idol. I love her. I want to meet her. She's so fabulous. She's so great. Uh, <laughs> Bozema St. John. I, I can go down the list of many things that she's done. Amen. Where do we start? Where do we start? Pepsi. I don't know. Yes. Uh, uh, Beats, Beats. Yes. Jimmy Apple, yeah, uh, Apple, yes. And now chief brand officer at Uber. Where do yes. we be? Oh, you, I like you. <laughs> but I so love good. you. So talk to me. So seriously, do you know how famous you are on social media? Do you have an idea? No, I don't actually. Are you I being think, funny? I, no, I'm not being funny because I think you're famous on social media, and I just like everything you do, and I try to do that. When did when did <laughs> you totally the legend? Did yeah, not. You're not, you're I, not I'm not even because I'm not, rece- not, I'm not receiving that. that. But you know, though, but can we? Because can I we... stalked you before you. No, 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 no. no, no. But listen, this is gonna become an argument <laughs> because <laughs> I believe we were introduced on social media. Actually, we were like on Twitter or something. Some person. It was like God, we got re- to we got to remember who that person was because what if she's listening? She will be listening. I forgot, but she said you two should meet because you guys like shoes or something like that. Yes, it was something like that. Yeah. And so I looked at your thing and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute and she's so fabulous. Oh, ooh, I like her. And, oh, but I had already been stalking you. And then it became like a you. thing. I had wow. already been stalking you. It's, Amazing. You late. You late. Yeah, I had been okay, stalking see, you way before the introduction. But then we didn't even realize we were going to become besties. Uh, immediately. <laughs> um, I, I think that you represent so many wonderful things. And uh, look, you already know this, how I feel about you. I can gush, gush, gush all Thank day. You. But I want you to walk us through your career trajectory in terms of yeah. starting at Pepsi to where you are now. Yeah. How'd you get your first gig? How did you know? Did you, and of course you knew you'd be here. 
you need to be here. I don't even know why I want to ask that question. But walk me through Pepsi to being the boss you are right, right. now. Right. Well, it started before Pepsi, actually. My first, first job was in New York City. I was working for Spike Lee. Oh, doing and what? And I was his assistant wow. um, at Spike DDB, which was his ad agency. He had just started it. And we were doing commercials for the New York Knicks, of course, and for Jaguar Cars and State Farm Insurance and the Janet Jackson Velvet Rope Tour. Oh. Okay. Yes. Oh. I went to that show. Uh-huh. Listen, watch Miss Janet. Uh-huh. Like, yes. Uh-huh. Miss Jackson. Uh-huh. Also, me. another. You know what I mean? What? Yeah. Also, another. By the way, have to go to her show now. I, I heard mean, it was amazing. must do it. Yeah. Yeah. It we'll go amazing. together. Thank and then you. we'll document everything on social media. Thank you. So, in any case. Uh, I worked for Spike and then, uh, we were doing some work on Pepsi and I worked on a campaign with him and it was just fabulous with Beyonce. Okay. And so that was like the divine intervention that took me to Pepsi. Tell me about what you did at Pepsi though. Right. So I started out in like traditional brand management. You know, I worked on Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Sierra Mist, Aquafina, Flavor Splash, Gosh, you name it, I probably worked on it. And then I left. I quit and went to work at a fashion company called Ashley Stewart, based out of Secaucus, New Jersey. I'm familiar with Ashley yeah, Stewart. Yeah, yeah, because the target was yeah. plus size women sure. of color. And I had just had my daughter. Uh, I gained 70 pounds in my pregnancy. And I came out of my pregnancy and I was like, wait a minute. I don't want to wear like this beige colored, like big outfit. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? Where's the cold shoulder, like, uh, yeah. you know, top? Where is the, like, you know, capri pant that has I'm a zipper? I'm trying to be a sassy yeah, mom. I was like, you yeah. know what? Just because I got a little weight on me don't mean I don't want to be fabulous. Uh-huh. And Ashley Stewart was delivering that. And so I was like, listen, they need a marketer who heads up their division. I'll do that. So I quit Pepsi. I went to do that. The problem was I really love fashion, but I didn't really know the business of running it at the time. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't yet there, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a mistake to go. Can, when did you realize that? Probably on the first day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I knew it almost instantly that I had made a mistake. Uh, But I was too prideful to admit it. And plus, I'd quit my job. And I had a young daughter. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I was in a marriage. I mean, what was I going to do? You know, like I couldn't turn around, go home and be like, "Uh, I made a mistake. I need my old job back. You know, that wasn't going to (laughs) happen. And yeah, I was full of pride. So I was like, let me just concentrate, you know, and do and try to make the best of this. And it was, it was a tough year. I, I lasted for one whole year. Uh, and then we mutually spill it. Okay. <laughs> we, we both decided. It we both decided that this was not going to work out for us. I love and it was, it was probably one of the lowest points in my career, uh, because I just felt such failure. You mm-hmm. know, I remember say I was living in Edgewater, New Jersey, and I was looking out my window at this fabulous view of Manhattan, by the way, love that view. Mm-hmm. Um, but feeling like just a degenerate, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm not as fly as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And I suck, actually. I'm terrible at this. No, you, no. Oh, but that's what I thought, okay. you know? And I was embarrassed. I didn't want to tell anyone that yeah. I had lost my job. Um, and so I was really lonesome in it. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even, I didn't even want to tell my best friends, you know? And, and I just felt like a big loser. And I look at my daughter and be like, oh, she's going to grow up thinking her mom's a loser, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I felt pity for myself for probably like two weeks. Yeah, that's because that's the max. That's yeah, the yeah, max. you know, you don't to do yeah, you don't shower yeah. you know you don't brush your teeth yeah. you eat bonbons okay. yeah. you just watch whatever you know two weeks max yeah two weeks two weeks two weeks yeah. and then i was bored i was like oh okay i'm tired of being sorry for myself and i was like you know what actually what i want to do because i was I, I knew what i was really good at 
which was like pop culture and like attaching that to anything brand related. Um, and so I pitched an idea to Pepsi. I just went back to my old folks, you know, and I was like, listen, I really love these brands, but I don't want to do the traditional brand management. I don't want to count cases. I don't want to go on the routes. I don't want to figure out distribution. You know, I want to do pop culture. And so there was a moment when the idea of consumer engagement had started. And so it was like, okay, well, if I, you know, create sort of a, a center of excellence, right, around um, pop culture ideas, whether it's music or movies or fashion or whatever it is, uh, and gather it around the certain brands, like, could I do that? And miraculously, somebody said yes. Oh, wow. I and love so, that. Right. And so I was like, okay, you know, but then you, then I had to do the job. Oh, so what was like one of your biggest projects when you, when you got the, the oh, gig, man. if you will? Oof, we did so many things. Um, I did the Mountain Dew and and one mm-hmm. relationship. Uh-huh. They had a show on ESPN. Yes, they did. That was yes. great. Um, the, I love those guys. Yeah. Um, I did Beyonce. Yeah. The halftime show. Do you know her? <laughs> <laughs> Can we call yes, her? Yes, I, I know Beyonce. Can we, co- can we conference no, her? No, no, we're not going to. No, we're not going to conference her. I'll she's tell you busy. that's how I stalked her. She's busy. She's, weird, she's got three crazy. kids now. Yeah. You know, and Showtime. her husband. She's she busy. You know what yeah. I don't like about you? And I just want to take an inner, just a moment to interject. She just will casually just throw those names out at me. And I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to Super Bowl. She's like, that's cool. Lady Gaga invited me. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was true. The I was halftime just- performer invited you. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to go and just kind of yeah. Hang with her family. I really that don't fight was so, you. No, don't fight me. It was, it was just speaking my truth. I, 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 oh, that's all. <laughs> I'm just, you know, Lady Gaga invited me, so just gonna go on down to Super Bowl. Okay, so then you you, you do all. No, you are because you're talking about it like water's wet. So well, <laughs> it is saying, right. Yeah. You know. So but this, this is the beautiful thing about relationships, though. Yeah. You know, I this is really. I feel like it's the key. You know, it's like major key, you know, which is, is that Shout like you just got to treat people like people, yeah. you know, and we all know how to build relationships. You That's know? the key to your success. No. Yes. The way that yes. you relate relationships. To yeah. You know what you have that, that most people don't have, uh, <laughs> I think, in terms of relating to other people. And I'm still working on it with that. You're friends with everyone. Um, whether mm. you like them or dislike them, you would mm. know. Mm. You're very professional. You're mm. very open and you're very giving. And you don't fuck. Yeah, like, no, no, not at all. And that's, all. to me, most important because you can tell yeah. a person by the way they treat other people behind their back. Right. You know, if you want to deal with them. Yes. And your business is so very catty. Oof. And everyone knows everyone. And you'll never know who you're dealing with or who has allegiances with whom. Exactly. And exactly. so you've been able to negotiate a very, very, very tricky mm. uh, landscape. That's what I've noticed about you. Yeah. Yeah. And when I mention your name, everyone's like, oh, I love her. She's great. And you're like, oh my God, who did I meet? You don't even know who the person is. They're, they're like, you know, we're best friends. We hung out. We talked. We hugged. We cried. And you'll be like, wait, who? Say I'm their like, last I name again. Know <laughs> you know, they are, though. but you're being nice because yeah, you're just yeah. being yourself. Yeah, and yeah. to me, I think that's a lot of energy. I think that's your your way of negotiating a very difficult industry uh when you were at beats talk to me about some some of your successes and failures Oof. well um i joined two months after beats music had mm-hmm. been launched because the success of beats headphones and yes. speakers were already huge did right? you guys see her on the doc did you see her on the documentary <laughs> on hbo she's in the doc <laughs> 
side note. Yes, Go on. Because I am a defiant. Yeah. One. Hi. She is a defiant. Yes, one. that's right. It defines okay, me. Okay. Okay. Yes. Side note. Any case. Uh, yeah. So I got there a couple of months after Beats Music had been launched, and I was there to uh, manage that brand. Right. So. Um, came in, we started work and then about six weeks into the job, I got one of those calls that said, Hey, come to Jimmy's office right now. And I went in thinking, Ooh, like maybe I'm in trouble. Like, did I, you know, like maybe we ran out of money. I don't know. (laughs) Like what happened? Right. (laughs) And I'm sitting there and, or I, I walk in and Dre is there. Uh, Trent Reznor is there. Um, Eddie Q, who I did not know in person, thought his face looked familiar, but I didn't know him. Fight Tim Cook, know. I recognized immediately. Y- y- right? Everybody fight her. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to punch her. <laughs> she just said Tim Cook. Everybody fight yeah, her. No, yeah, no. So it was one of the, it was a heavy room. And I walk in, and Jimmy, in his Jimmy way, is like, Bose, have a seat. You know, and I'm like, oh, God, what is happening now? And he's like, so Apple's going to acquire us. I literally just sat there like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just moved across the country from New York to L.A. It's been six weeks. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Do I have a <laughs> and, job? And exactly. What happens to me? Because I'm, you know, super focused on myself. As I was like, what, what happens? You know, they're like, yeah, so we're going to do this ourselves. We're going to sunset beats music. We're going to be acquired by Apple. And then we're going to build something new. I go, oh, all right. Oh, OK. You know, thinking to myself, holy. <laughs> Right. Because I was already terrified because I didn't know anything about streaming music, really. You know, if you asked me, I would have been like, yeah, like I'm a pop culture chick, you know, like I don't tech. Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I like the apps on my phone, you know, and I like my phone because it's cute. Like, not because I know how to work it, really. I need to take a moment. You're telling me you're at the genesis of streaming music. Yes. You're at the beginning of it. Correct. You have you watched the birth of streaming. music. Yes. Yes. You guys are listening. And right? I was sitting there thinking, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but because I, I will not be defeated. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to learn everything I need to know. So then it became like, you know, PhD time. I studied everything there was to know about the industry, about streaming music, about, you know, what the future looked like, any of the advancements that were happening. What was Apple doing? You know, like anything, everybody, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, because that really is a streaming platform. I think we just don't think of it that way, like anything. So I just consumed everything that I could. So by the time we're sitting at the Apple keynote at WWDC, you know, I felt I felt pretty confident, although it's hard to be confident when you're sitting across from Eddie Q, who Mm -hmm. basically like invented iTunes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's it's hard. It's hard to be it's hard to be confident. You know, but, and when he's asking you, well, what do you think we should do? Wow. <laughs> how do you think we should market this? And how, you're like, how wet ah. were your armpits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my armpits were super scratchy. Like, <laughs> itchy, you know what I mean? <laughs> my nose like was itchy. Like everything itched, you know? And I was like, don't scratch because then you get, look, I'm scratching now. Yeah. It's going to make you feel like, you know, like nobody's going to trust you. Okay, guys, I just, I need, I need a moment because you're sitting here and you're telling me the story like you're ordering fries at McDonald's and I need you to understand <laughs> that you are at the genesis of streaming music for Apple. Mm-hmm. You yeah. sat in a room, he called you in a room, Jimmy called you in a room and yeah. was just like, so this is what we're about to do, okay? Yeah. K. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. So just, you know, get yourself together. Get yourself together. No. Get a plan. Get a Can plan? we get a marketing plan, please? Can we get it by next we week? We are about to create a billion dollar business. Yes. Yes. You yes, ready? Yes. yes. And we need, we need subscribers. Okay. And there's going to be no free tier because everyone has a free tier. We're premium. 
So can you figure out how to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And there's, you know, there's no, there's no out, you know, there's no one to turn to and say, I don't know how to do this. Can you tell me how to do it? Cause no wow. one's done it. So who are you going to ask? So you're telling me you had to invent it. Yes. Yes. New ways, new ways of excuse me. We're going to have to knock that out. <laughs> Like, that's crazy. Oh, my God. I love you. No, I'm not even like, just yeah. think about what you're saying. Sorry, Leia. That's her daughter. Yeah. <laughs> just think about that. Yeah. You had to he just figure it out. And you're like, cool, cool. And you walk out yeah. the room. But you're yeah. thinking, I don't even know how to start. I don't even know where to start. But this is why, like, I laugh when you're like, oh, I'm just chilling with Gaga. Because that's the only thing I know. Right. I know how to build relationships. I know how to connect with people. And so that's where I started. I didn't start with the tech because I didn't understand it. So I was like, let me just go back to what I know, right? I know what I do well. I'm going to call the people I know, my friends, and just start talking to them. Hey, listen, we've got this new product. I don't know if you've heard of it. We're working for a company named Apple now. <laughs> and um, we're going to start a streaming service. And, you know, we need some partnerships. And I have a great marketing plan for you. Right? I mean, what do you say? You know, you build the thing you know. Until you figure out, yeah, until you figure out what you don't know. When did you become the face? I know when, but when did you become the face of Apple Apple Music, if you will? You know, I think officially probably at the keynote, at the next year, at the next year's keynote. Yeah. So it took one year? The year from when they said we need to to invent this marketing plan? No, that's a lie. No, 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 no. Because it was two years then. Oh, two whole years. Two whole years. So to keep figuring it out. Yes. (laughs) Working with the engineers, working with <laughs> the product months is managers. Nothing. No, I'm telling you. Not when you're trying to build something that no one's ever seen before. Yeah. You know, two years goes quickly. And I needed it, you know, to really understand the product. That's why I laugh when people are like, oh, but this all just happened. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you try not sleeping for two years, mm-hmm. trying to build something you have no idea about. Like something that like does not exist. Mm-hmm. You're just making it up as you go along and praying to God that it works. You know, because when it doesn't work. There are enough people watching you ready to take you down and be like, see, I told you that it wasn't going to work. Right. You know, you've got all those people. Not only do you have those people, you ha- you're a woman in a man's world. Mm-hmm. You are a black woman. You're an African woman in yes. a man's world. Right. You're like double whammy. Triple. And you don't look like everybody. Triple. Triple. And you walk in a room and, and you tall. are proud and loud about who you are. And you're like, take yes. that and listen to me because yes. I'm smart. Correct. And I'm not because I really that. am smart. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know what the hell I'm doing. And that's that confidence. Right? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah, so like, can... I'd like you to try I talk me on what I know. Hi. Good luck. Goodbye. <laughs> but that's the importance of like knowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the importance of doing the work because you can't pretend. You know, you got to actually do the work. It's not all glitter. I say that all the time. These, yeah. these, these interns, these mentees come to me. I want to do it. And they think it's about wearing cute dresses and high heels. I'm like, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. You don't, you're not at I do this the work level today. all day. Every we day. never not do the work. Never not do the work. I'm pounding. Cause I Every day I do the work. Yeah. You know, because like when I walked into this seat at Uber, you know, I don't know that much about the transportation industry. About the future of driverless cars. You have to learn that stuff. By the way, she's the chief brand officer at Uber. That's, Amen. She's in the you better C-suite. say it again. She's okay. the chief brand Say it one more time. Officer. For the people in the back. <laughs> Uber. So I'm going to just go from Pepsi to Ashley Stewart to back to Pepsi and chillin'. And I'm going to Beats and I'm going to be at Apple and I'm going to Uber. Right. I don't like it. Yes. That. And keep friends along the way. Hi. 
and not yeah. ruin relationships. Not ruin relationships. Don't burn any kind of bridges. You have to tell Unless they are to light the way. Yeah, hello. <laughs> because you where you need to be. Sometimes they need a burn. <laughs> <laughs> and make it all bonfire if you need to burn it. <laughs> Sit back, y'all. Relax. We're having more Be Honest from the ESPNW Summit on the other side of the break. But do me a favor. Don't forget to download the podcast at the ESPN app or on Apple Podcast. You have to tell everybody, though, everyone who's listening, I already know, favorite commercial during the Emmys. Oh, yes. Walk us through oh my that gosh. process. Oh, my God. And how did you know Yo. that was four black women listening to music? Man, three. Three, three black women Mary, directed by a black woman. Carrie, and Taraji. How did you know that would work? And how did you get it to premiere prime time during one of the most coveted spots in terms of oh my television gosh. and one of the most watched nights? Yeah. Well, that that was actually, you know, that's one of those where you just like, you know, kiss your pinky and give it to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like one of those Hail Mary type passes. Uh, because there was, there was a very slim moment in time when it was like, oh, okay, we've done a lot of the commercials for general market. Right. You have all of your, you know, the Taylor Swift spots and the Drake spot and like, you know, just every, you got everybody. Kygo. We got all these commercials out in the world. And um, we were trying to introduce the idea of playlists, you know. And what was interesting is that this is why it comes back to like, you know, taking it from so your own life and making things personal that I had created a playlist or actually let me correct myself. Carl Cherry, who's the editor of hip hop and R&B who's probably one of the savants of that, those genres of music. Like I've never met anyone who knows more about that genre of music than, than him. And he created a playlist for me for my birthday, uh, which had like all the jams, mm-hmm. all, all the jams, everything, 80s, 90s, 2000s, you know, all of it. And um, so we were in our planning session talking about playlists and how to make it more colloquial mm-hmm. for the average person, mm-hmm. right? Because only 10% of people in the world currently listen to stra- streaming music. Oh, most okay. people are I still like, that. yeah, most people are either still downloading or they're buying in the store. Okay. Like that's, that's still how I most people that. listen okay. to music or the radio, right? So in any case, we're like, you know what? This is like a mixtape. You know, playlists are like the old mixtapes. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, when like that guy who had a crush on you yeah. back in eighth grade, mm. you know, and you like push, like play and Pray, record, record at the same, same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? That. And, he, and you know what Go I mean? Ahead. Exactly. <laughs> Me too, girl. I had heard. I had heard, that, this I had heard this it. what they did. <laughs> you know, but like somebody would gift you a mixtape. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it was something special. Right. This yeah. is the, it was the same kind of concept. Um, and so yeah. I thought, well, we're working with this agency. um, and I had already met Ava DuVernay because mm-hmm. um, she had just finished directing Selma. Mm-hmm. And it, so she, she was already, you know, like we already knew, like she was just amazing. But the interesting thing is when we were thinking about the spot, we hadn't yet thought about the women in the spot, but I knew that it needed to be uh, something for us, mm-hmm. you know, and us being black women. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's not much for no, us. No, there isn't. And in fact, when I suggested Ava, I remember the conversation internally will, will, you know, leave names out of it. People were like, well, isn't she too serious? You know, she just did Selma and isn't that too serious? And I'm like, she's a storyteller, like a beautiful storyteller can bring emotion, you know, out of the things that sometimes are so painful or so beautiful. Like, come on. And so we met with Ava she and I pretty much, there was a table of like 20 people. She and I only talked to each other, 
you know, because we looked at each other and we and were like, like so we girl, yeah, yeah, like I see you, you see me, you know, and it was just the two of us talking mm-hmm. and we were riffing, you know, back and forth. And Mary's a good friend of Jimmy's. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, OK, well, Mary definitely needs to be in the spot because she's Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. And Taraji was just getting like her big run mm-hmm. on Empire. Yeah. So it was like, well, she's, she's the hottest. And the then moment. Carrie is a scandal. Hi. I mean, what? Hi. Right? Hi. So then we were like, yo, I think we got something. So like, you got these three women, Ava's directing it, and I'm financing it. Like, come on. It's, I mean, this is, this is a moment, right? And then the most beautiful thing happened. So we're thinking about this spot. We get these women in the room. We literally record like maybe 10 hours worth of conversation. We just let them go. Like, you know, no direction, playing, no do di- your thing. not like li- li- light direction, you know, like, and Ava would run back, you know, into the production because I'm sitting in the back, you know, watching the monitors and she's like, okay, what do we want them to talk about now? And I'm like, um, let's talk about men. She's like, okay, what, 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 what specifically about men? Um, what about ex-boyfriends? Somebody who broke your heart. Let's play some Adele, you know, and then she'd run back. And then we played some Adele and then they would talk, right? And it was beautiful. We got so many, I mean, the, the footage, the footage is, is like why special. Did that, why did that commercial with three black women directed mm-hmm. by a black woman, financed by a black woman in terms of ideas and, and the mental backing and just the whole production of it, why did that commercial affect mainstream? Is it because our culture is mainstream? Yeah. Well, our culture is mainstream. But I think there's something deeper, which is that, you know, we all have commonality, you know, in moments and in emotion, you know, that like you have, you know, been in around a living room with your friends sure. talking about. So everyone can relate. To everyone that. can relate. You know, you don't but have to be a black woman to do it. There's a bunch of black people. They they make it a black film or yeah. a black commercial. Yeah. I didn't feel that. With yeah, that. it felt. Well, I mean, it could have special. been right because the budget I had to create it was tiny. The budget I had to put it in media was tiny. So I could have put it, you know, on like the channels that are supposed to be for us. But Uh I was like, it was also the year when five black women were nominated for Emmys. Uh And I was like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take all the money, all of the money, every red cent Mm -hmm. and put it one time on the Emmys. Spend all of it. That's a bold move. You gambled. Girl. High stakes, high stakes. Because if if it had bombed, yeah, and that was it, yeah, man, I don't know if I'd be sitting here talking to you now. (laughs) We we might be working. Okay, we we might be we might be having a different conversation. You you need a job, yeah, right? (laughs) No, but it won, it won, it won big. I mean, I was sitting at the Emmys when my phone started going. It was huge. It was huge. You know, and the next morning, it's like everybody was talking about it. It was so special. Ava was on social media and she was like, oh my God, you got to trust God when you get, <laughs> when you get a phone call and sometimes you think you don't want to do it. And I was like, wow. I mean, I was, I was, I could pretend that like I knew it was going to work. I mean, I felt it because I loved it so much. You know, I just, I felt like I made it for me and my friends. I have a question because you're such a creative. And by that, I mean, you guys, if you go to her house, everything is art. Everything, every, every, <laughs> every nook and cranny of her home is something that she thought of and created. She's like, you see this line in the floor? Back in 1986, right. I saw a line and I was yes. like, I like this line. Yes. I want these lines all throughout my house. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you're such a creative and you think so far out the box, like with everything, like, we talked about a project and you just go, you have mm-hmm. it and you just let it rip. Right. It's just a gift. That's a guy gift. You know that, right? Amen. 
All right. I'll That's take just, it. Amen. It's just a gift. Yes. People okay. don't necessarily exercise that gift. You leave Apple. How scary is that to leave Apple? Yeah. Even to go to the C-suite. And by C-suite, I mean yeah. CEO, for those who are listening, COO, mm-hmm. CFO, CBO. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. This is very scary. Very scary. If you make that jump to Uber, what do, what are your fears? What are you concerned about? Um, failure. I think like anybody else. You know, I don't want to fail. Because, first of all, I think the pressure of being black and being in Silicon Valley and being a woman in tech. Yeah. And being having the C in front of your title means that there you can count two other people, you know. And so if you fail, Mm -hmm. it is a big mark. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone sees it. You know, this is you know we don't have the luxury of like quietly failing. And so. To me, making that jump was, and I mean, come on, it's like literally the risks, you know, big risks give the biggest reward, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, the rewards are that one, I'll be able to say I did this, right? Two, I would have made a way for other people because we can't do it unless we see. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what see. happens, yeah. right? It's like people look at you and say, oh, okay, well, that person is kind of like her, Mm-hmm. And that's the way the door opens. It's the only way. It that's opens. the only way it opens. And so if I'm, if I, if I am so blessed to be in the space to hold the door open, hold the door. Anybody watch Game of Thrones? Hold mm-hmm. the door. No, I no, don't. You don't. Oh, but girl. I love that. Okay. Hold the door. You watch Game of Thrones. Okay. I'm holding my, the door. All my over producers here. are hold very door. much into. Hold door. <laughs> that's what I am. Very much into girl. Game of Thrones. I am late. You are late. You need yes. to catch up, girl. G O what okay. is it? T H? No, G O T. G O T. Sorry. What the hell? Okay, I, no, I let's move home. on. Let's move on because this home. is this is getting this sad. Is ugly. Yeah. But no, but the, <laughs> the, the, the serious part is that you know it's like if I am so blessed to be in this space where I can literally hold the door open for others. Amen. Girl, you know Amen. I just pray for strength every day that I can keep hold holding on the door. Correct. That's the name of this podcast. Amen. Hold the door. Because yes, you're holding the door. door. I'm holding the door. Hold the door. I'm literally holding the door, and the door is heavy as hell. You know, it is heavy as hell. And I'm just waiting for more to come so that the burden can be lighter. Why take such a difficult job? Uber's in a very tough spot. You yeah. said, I, 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 I'm, I'm here. I can do it. Yeah. Well, the truth of the truth is that we're rarely given the big shiny opportunities. Mm. Um, that usually goes to other people. Mm-hmm. Who even, don't look like even, even, when, even when we have the receipts. Um, okay, you can't skip over that. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever do shit? Let me tell y'all the truth. The, the truth. Mm, the is truth that of the we truth. We are rarely given those shiny opportunities, even when we have the damn receipts. Yeah, I have more receipts than anybody. I can't. I'm gonna throw this water at you. <laughs> I'm so mad. I don't have time. Count them. Count them. I got more receipts. Than yet, I want. I, I want take, somebody to show I, me. I still have to do it the hard way. Who has more receipts than me? You don't have it. You don't have it. I've got the receipts and I still needed to take the tough job in Why? Order to prove because I have, because we have Why? something to prove. Why? Why? Girl. I'm asking you why. I, I wish I had the answer. I'm mad. I know you're mad. I'm mad too, but this is the reality of it. And so I'm going to take the hard job, prove that even when things are stacked against me, I'm still going to win. Okay. So that the next one coming doesn't have to do that. Hold the door. Yeah. I get sad and happy, but hold the door. (laughs) 
sad and happy. to the choir because it's like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah, you got the receipts. And we still holding the door. Okay. Watch me stack this paper, though. Watch you stack this paper. <laughs> what about my little queen, the daughter? Oh, yes. Let's talk about her my for a moment. My little Lael. What, what's in store for her when she watches you just be the boss oh. that you are? Like, how great. She is the future. How great does her, her opportunity look? Well, I hope it looks super bright. Super know? bright. I wrote on Instagram the other day. Uh, we were going to an event, which was a really proud moment. For me personally, because it was uh, an award for the Africa America Institute and the president of Ghana was in attendance. And my mom and my dad were there. My aunt flew from London. And it was like, you know, tons of friends and family who had come to witness this amazing moment. And right before we walked out, she and I took a photo together. And when I looked at the picture, all I could think about was the fact that, you know, she is watching me mm-hmm. in every step. Mm-hmm. And that I'm going to model for her mm. how she walks in the world. I don't want to cry. But you know? I have, I have some salty things in my eyes <laughs> right now. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm, I'm modeling for her. Yeah. And so if I am not proud in the way I walk, yeah. if I take any less than I deserve, if I am abused and feel downtrodden and I don't look up all the time, that yeah. she will embody that later. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I feel very much the responsibility of just making sure that she sees everything. You know, it's like I bring her to a lot of things. Hell, I pull out of school, no problem. Yeah, I want you to see this. Yeah, because we're, le- we're, we're learning life. This is life. We're learning life. And you can't teach that. No, you school. sure can't. Yeah. I want this to be baseline for her. Mm-hmm. You know, these opportunities, I don't want her to look at them and think like, oh, I got to reach for that. This is baseline. This is, this is, this is every day. This is not something special. Yeah. So you go higher than this. Wow. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. This future, is baseline. Hi, future president. Okay. Yeah. Amen. You better say it. Yeah. Say yeah. it. Say it again. President. Yeah. That's Hi. Right. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Can you, can you pardon me, Lael, and get, get rid of all my, my debt when you become president? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. She's like, she's like, she's like, I? what? Yeah. What? Okay. I don't <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, here. she's like, okay, yeah, okay. Carrie. <laughs> she's Carrie, so Because she knows we gotta respect our elders, uh, girl. Yeah, yeah Auntie. she's a sweet. Mm-hmm. She's a sweetheart. We have a small audience um, sitting off to our right. They're not here to see me. Mm-hmm. They're here to see you. Amen. And so we're gonna wrap up this podcast. Hold the door. Let's do it. Hold the Hold door. Hold the door. Amen. Uh, Bozma, ladies and gentlemen, on being honest. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.